You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. That's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of First in Foxborough. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Make sure you are downloading, subscribing, listening on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Still doing a little bit of post-mortem from this Sunday and you know, kind of leading out into the bye week. Right now we are officially in bye week, which is, I mean, not a bye week for any of us that have to keep on working and covering the team and all that, you know, we're still we're still keeping you abreast of everything that's going on, even while everything seems to sleep. And I have been thinking about just what I saw on Sunday with the Patriots, as well as what I saw with uh, the other team that I follow pretty closely, because, hey, I'm from there, back home, can't help myself, the Chicago Bears. And I mean, for those of you who follow the NFL in any kind of way aside from following the Patriots, know a bit of where I'm going with this because the Chicago Bears have what looks like a superstar, a budding superstar on their hands. Justin Fields was wild. He was just balling out on Sunday at the same time as Mac Jones and the Patriots were slogging to a 26-3 victory over the Colts in just the, the, the least entertaining game probably of the day, whereas the Bears and Dolphins were playing arguably the most entertaining game of the day. Now, on one hand, Justin Fields plays incredibly special talent, does just one-of-one one kinds of things, but the Bears lose because the Bears are bad. The Patriots, on the other hand, don't get a whole lot from Mac Jones, at least not in, in terms of the production you would hope to see, right? One touchdown, uh, you know, 147 passing yards, really not anything special. But hey, his team gets the win. And in the end, I think that's all Patriots fans, you know, they, they, well, okay, that's most of what they want to see. They also want to see their quarterback be good. Um, but th- those teams are in different places. But I bring all this up because I f- think I finally figured out what some of my frustration with the Patriots offense, the way they've been handling Mac Jones, I think I have figured out what is bothering me about the general philosophy, and it does in fact pertain to Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears in in kind of an interesting way. Like I think it just kind of hit me, light bulb went on. So go ahead and and bear with me on this one while, while while I try to take it back to the roots here. So Obviously, everybody's familiar with what the Bears and Justin Fields did against the Patriots on Monday Night Football a couple of games ago, and the shockwave that I think that sent through Patriots fans all over the place because of, I mean, well, there was the whole Max Zappi thing, but also just the fact that that was a game that you were supposed to win easily. Everybody just kind of wrote the Bears off and just expected that this was going to be a walkover. And I mean, me, I kind of predicted that it wouldn't be that way, but I didn't predict a blowout in the completely opposite way. People were talking about, oh, it's a get-right game for the Patriots and Mac Jones. It's like, actually, it was a get-right game for Justin Fields. Go figure. But that game marked the beginning of the Bears just 
changing their offensive philosophy and starting to actually build an offense around what Justin Fields did well. And they had a little mini bye week because they were just coming off of a loss to the Washington Commanders at home, which was, was a rough one. And they had that was a Thursday night game. And then they had the Monday night game, you know, almost two full weeks later. So you know, a little mini bye, right? They, their actual bye comes much later in the season. And they used that time to change their offense, essentially. Not that they're not that they completely changed everything about it. I mean, I'm sure that there were designed runs, you know, somewhere in there for Justin Fields, but they weren't using them. And then they started ripping off plays from, you know, the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs and, and things like that and started to just really get more creative on, on offense and play to Justin Fields' strengths, his ability to run the football. And that doing that, like, it's not just about the running. In doing that, in getting him involved in the running game and making his legs more of a featured weapon than just a, oh, I'll use them when the play breaks down, they have now softened up defenses for Justin Fields to throw the football. And yeah, the, the numbers don't look amazing, right, in terms of the overall passing yardage, but in his past three games, six touchdowns to just one interception, he's got a better than 100 rating and just looks like a more confident thrower of the football. And it's, it's just been a really remarkable transformation for a guy that in the first three weeks of the season, I think people were like, hey, y'all, y'all looking at college quarterbacks now? Like, no, now you're not. Now you are not. But I, I, again, I bring this all up for a purpose in regards to the New England Patriots. I feel like, in a way, the Bears and Patriots at various points of the season were, were going through a similar struggle in regards to putting a new offense together for a second-year quarterback and trying to help him succeed. Obviously, the, the Bears are seeing the fruits of that labor right now for Justin Fields, but it I mean, this, this was a work in progress. I mean, it still is, but it was a, a really a work in progress up until really just a couple of weeks ago. And again, a lot of people are just trying to figure out why the Chicago Bears weren't featuring Justin Fields' legs more, why they were trying to pigeonhole him into being you know, just kind of like a, a pocket passer, trying to make him play like Aaron Rodgers. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not any of those guys. He's Justin Fields. And he just plays the game differently at a different speed. And his physical capabilities are, are different. And finally, the Bears are starting to realize that. And I, I just realized earlier today, as I'm sitting there listening to people talk about what's not working with the Patriots offense and how much of it is Mac Jones's fault and even things that just drove me insane about the idea that, oh, you know, well, Mac Jones, you know, he, he was, you know, talking in post game about not getting caught up in the false reality of what the tablet says after he comes off the sideline or what the still frames say. And, you know, trying to listen to his coaching, listen to his teammates about where his eyes should be, how he should go through his progressions. And I'm hearing people literally say things like, well, you know, if he were really smart, then, you know, maybe he wouldn't listen to his coaches and he would start with his eye someplace else because it's clearly not working. Like they're, they're literally telling him to disregard, his, you know, coaching and just freelance, even though that's apparently what people don't want him to do. There are just so many people that don't know what they're talking about in regards to what he's supposed to be doing 
I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but this is, this is stuff is kind of driving me a little bit crazy right now. There, there are people that are that are looking at this and, and looking at some of the things that he's seeing or not seeing. And yeah, there are some plays that he's missing. I get it. Okay, like like there there are times when he, he's getting off of his first couple of reads too fast, or he's speed reading because he doesn't feel like he's got the time, and he's missing throws that are there. Like I, I can think of one play in particular where it's like Kendrick Bourne comes open on like a little sit route or like a little, little curl or stick route, and he's too focused on Ramondre Stevenson and can't get the ball to Stevenson anyway because he's blanketed. It, it's stuff like that, right? Like you you got it. You got to stick to your rules. But I mean, there are plays where he's trying to scan down the field, and people are like, "Well, why don't you just you know, throw the ball to the check down that's all the way over to your right that you're not looking at, or why don't you have eyes in the back of your head and throw it completely behind you to some dude that comes open?" I'm, there are just so many people, and look, I, I I'm not in these meeting rooms, and I don't know exactly how they're being coached, but I feel like I've watched this enough to be able to tell you that if he's if there are four verticals and and Mac Jones is looking down the field four four vertical routes that Ramondre Stevenson over there in the flat is probably like his third or fourth read and he's not being coached to hit his back foot and hit the freaking check down I'm sorry man like some of y'all are trying way too hard y'all think this is Madden like, I know I say this all the time, but y'all think this is Madden. You know, you can, you pan out the screen and you can see everything all at once. And you can just go ahead and see what's his face over off to the side. That's not how actual football works. Okay. I feel like I don't even need to know the plays some of the time to know that, like, d- depending on where the quarterback's eyes are, that's just not what they're being coached to do. So, that's been frustrating me today. Sorry, had to get that off my chest. Okay, but I just feel like there's a lot of people talking about Mac Jones not seeing the field. Mac Jones isn't reading this. Why can't he read a defense? You have no idea what he is being asked to do. So I wish you would stop. I wish you would stop talking about it. Okay, Whew. done. Done with that for now. Okay. But the reason I, I kind of went off on that tangent here, because there's a lot of people that are you know, trying to figure out what in the world is going wrong with Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. Why isn't he seeing things better? Why isn't the passing offense looking like it did last year when Mac Jones looked like a rookie of the year candidate? Yada, yada, yada. And I think what it boils down to is, let me give you a brief synopsis of what I saw watching that game in person. I saw for the first couple of drives, once again, the Patriots say, we really want to throw the ball down the field against this Colts defense. And so we're going to send, you know, four and five vertical routes with, you know, minimal pass protection and ask Mac Jones to to read all of this behind an offensive line that can't protect these plays right now. They can't do it. They can't block it up. And so Mac Jones is trying to bail out of the pocket he, he's trying he's trying to run out of there because he feels it coming down yeah he, he probably ran into that first sack I think but the second sack it's like I don't know I don't know what you want him to do no one's open 
oh yeah, why don't you throw to Ramondre Stevenson in the flat? He's going to get drilled right away. That's not a one-on-one Ramondre Stevenson is going to win. He's literally going to be getting tackled the moment he touches the football. There's, there are no good options, all right? Because they seem to be stuck in this mode of we got to get the ball down the field. And so we're just going to go four verts and, you know, minimal protect and, you know, have fun with that, Mac. You, you go ahead and, and you make the right decisions. And I, I made a note of that and I was like, they're still stuck in this, you know, the, the, the same offense, the same philosophy. They've been, they've been trying to do the definition of insanity, trying over and over and over and over and over again with the same result. It's just not working. And then in the second quarter, they decided to run some of these, you know, three, these, you know, three, four verts or whatever concepts, multiple verticals. And then they started attaching a little crossing route over the middle or, you know, a little uh, route into the flat alongside. So there'd be a, there's usually a flat route with these verticals, but then they started converting one of them to a crossing route, usually with Jacoby Myers. And, well, what do you know? Mac Jones starts seeing that little crossing route, gets it out of his hands, and you got yourself a nice little four or five yard completion. And he did that a couple of times to take it from like second and nine or, you know, second and long and get it to third and short and third and two or three. And it's like, well, what do you know? Maybe Mac Jones can see what's in front of him. After all, maybe you just have to give him better options. And then there was a little two play sequence where he later on, I think in the, in the second quarter, hits his back foot, boom, gets the ball out to Hunter Henry for a short gain. And then on the very next play, this one was, I believe, yeah, out of under center. And he, you know, scans quick to the right, peaks the, you know, the, the choice route to the running back, J.J. Taylor coming out of the backfield. And, and again, people are like, why didn't you throw it to J.J. Taylor? It looked like he was breaking open. Once again, that is like his third read. Okay. And, and okay, you want him to turn completely He's looking to the right. You want him to turn completely back over to the left and throw the check down behind him when you can throw the stick route to Hunter Henry right in front of you for a first down, which Mac Jones does. Again, too many armchair quarterbacks here, and it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, so two plays in a row, very nice. Ball out of your hands, you know, on a on a just a three step drop, boom, hits it to Hunter Henry short, and then he hits Henry at the sticks, and with a nice little eye manipulation, he's sitting in the pocket, quick peek to the left, and then hits Henry back to the right at the sticks for a first down. And I'm like, look at this man, like this is this is what Mac Jones is supposed to look like, all right? And, and yeah, it was it wasn't wholly consistent, and I, I think that it probably wasn't as solid as it was the week before where I found myself thinking, you know what? Like I think Mac Jones had a pretty decent game better than people were giving it credit for this time around. I feel like it was a little bit more disjointed than I wanted it to be. And that I think a lot of people wanted it to be Mac Jones included. But again, there are signs that when the Patriots adjust to do things that Mac Jones clearly sees better and that work more for him well, they, they can move the football. Go figure. And this brings me back to the overall point. Yeah, when you look at the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields and how he had this miraculous turnaround, yeah, you could, you could simplify it down to, oh, yeah, you know, it's all, they, they started running him more and using his legs. Sure. They started giving him more play action and moving the pocket. Yeah, sure. 
But what did they really do? What does that all accomplish? It puts Justin Fields in control of the action. Yeah, it makes him more comfortable, but it it puts it helps him dictate the terms to the defense. Okay, instead of sitting back in the pocket waiting to get killed behind an offensive line that's not very good and taking all these hits. We see that's the thing that trips me out, right? They're talking, about, oh yeah, well, Justin Fields keeps on running so much, he's gonna shorten his career. They're not running him like Cam Newton. They're not asking him to go pound into the line for one, two yard gains at the goal line and, and, and go catapulting into the air. There it's it's a bunch of sweeps. And and stuff that's you know, got clearly defined holes. He like he's taking fewer hits now that he's on designed runs, like fewer big hits than he took just sitting in the pocket or scrambling around. Okay, and and he has again now that he gets to dictate it, he gets to be the hammer, not the nail, and he gets to figure out how to avoid those hits. He can run out of bounds. Okay, he can slide. And, and he's getting a running start at these guys, and they don't know what to do about it. Now, you're not going to do that kind of thing with Mac Jones. You're not going to be running Mac Jones all over the place, what, what have you, right? But you can do this in the passing game with the quick stuff that Mac Jones has been executing well of late, okay? You still have have the New England Patriots. Like It's not quite as bad as it was last year, but their early passing down rate it's still like it's just barely over 50%. It's still in the lower half of the league. And they keep on running the football into the teeth of these defenses when you know what maybe you could do is just get a nice quick throw that's like an extension of the running game and pick up a couple of yards that way and get your quarterback in the groove. And trust him to do that. Stop asking him to play like Carson Palmer in the like no risk it no biscuit Bruce Arians offense. Okay, this ain't working. They don't have those kinds of players. They don't have that kind of offensive line. They don't have that kind of quarterback. And it just feels like everybody knows that except Matt Patricia and the New England Patriots. Okay, but again, what you can do is if, if you want to use Mac Jones the way that, that best suits him, I think right now it's go ahead and spread it out. Do your five wide, four wide, what have you. But get the ball out of his hands in, in like, Two seconds or less. Give him something where he can he can just hit a stick route or a quick out or a slant or, or just something that lets you take advantage of like Jacoby Myers' quickness or Devontae Parker just being like bigger and more physical than guys at the line of scrimmage, right? Or or you know, all these 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 quick guys, these matchup issues. Why not give them an opportunity to do that instead of asking them to go run 15 yards down the field and and when you know Mac Jones hits his back foot, no one's even remotely near breaking back to the football or breaking in or out or down the field or what have you. And they're just not open. Okay. Instead of doing that, let him use his brain, which is you know the strength of his. And you know Bill Belichick talked about his strength is seeing the field as much as everybody seems to want to say that it's not. Let him read the game quickly. If you want him to play fast, help him play fast. And I feel like as I sit there and I think about that, I really want that to be a focus for the Patriots as they come out of this bye week, okay? Let's, re, let's think about what our quarterback does well, and let's quit with this whole, 
oh yeah, you know, we're going to game plan for every opponent every single week and, and all that, even though I'm not going to lie, that just feels like that's not what they're doing. Okay. Because if that were the case, you wouldn't be running it straight into the belly of DeForest Buckner, or you would use your two tight ends because the Colts have had trouble covering two, you know, 12 personnel, but you didn't do that. Okay, so it just feels like they're not actually game planning for their opponents and they don't have an identity of their own. Like, like at least not something they can fall back on aside from, well, I guess we're just going to give the ball to Ramondre Stevenson and hope he just does something awesome. You know what I mean? That, that's not entirely an identity. That's not a scheme. That, that's not anything well-defined. So I want them to come out of the bye week with something more defined specifically for Mac Jones, something that he can hang his hat on, something that he does well. And every single time I'm looking down at, and, and making a note like, man, this is looking more like it. This is, this is I think, what, what's going to help Mac Jones. It's always when they're doing the quick game. All right. When they're doing stuff in the short and the intermediate, he's reading it fast. He's hitting his back foot and getting it out because there are guys open quickly. All right, can we please get more of that? Stop having him hold on to the football behind an offensive line that can't do anything for him. And, and, and in just in generally, if he's having a hard time seeing the field when he's holding on to the football too long, then why don't you stop doing that so much? Be selective about your shots. You're going to be able to take them from time to time, but you've got to build on something that works. What you're doing right now is not working. Why don't you do more of the stuff that does work? I'll have more on this throughout the week and, you know, throughout the bye. I'm going to have some more discussions with, with some fun folks to get them back on the show. I'm hoping to get our guy Taylor Kyles to give us a little state of the Patriots, state of the X's and O's, the schemes, all the fun stuff, and we'll, we'll see about it from there. But until then, enjoy your bye week, folks. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This is First in Foxborough. Till next time.